normal hotel shit. <laughs> because I'm really good at coming up with titles. Um, anyway. And we're back. We're back. Hauntings and Homicide. That's us. Technically, we're now talking to you from the way distant future. No, past. Well, yeah. We're always talking to them from the past, though. But this is like the, like, way, way. Yes. This is ancient by the time you're listening to it. This is our first two-part. Hopefully you like them. Yes. Um, So let's do this. Yeah. Hi, guys. We're back. Yeah. I'm Selena. Yeah. I am totally not qualified to be here, and I'm scared of everything and still sleep with the nightlight. And I think Heather's going to make it to where I can't sleep at all tonight. Oh, yeah. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to my life, because I'm Heather, and I haven't slept in years, and neither will you. Yeah. Ready? Oh, tonight's going to be a doozy. Hope your nightlight's charged. It's plugged in all the time. All right. It's charging my room with positive ions. Oh, right. You have the salt thing. Mm -hmm. The salt lick. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. I feel like, should we talk about anything before or just dive right in? You have something to say? No. You know how usually we, like, chit-chat? We we turned it off and we chit-chat a whole bunch. Yeah? We talked about clothes and we talked about clothes again. We talked about Facebook Well, I guess by the time this episode would go up, if I am correct, Mm -hmm. we'll be having something very exciting. We'll be attending something very exciting, right? Yeah. The next weekend. Should we talk about that or no? Yeah. Let's talk 100%. about that. 100%. We're yeah. going to Midsummer Screen. Here we, you know, we'll be there on little. Sunday, the, uh, uh, the, <laughs> four, the, uh, <laughs> Sunday, August 4th, we will be at Midsummer Scream in Long Beach. I'm excited. I've never been to anything like this. Um, I've always had clients go. Heather's gone to, I think, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Good. Right now, I was just trying to figure out what to wear. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Is it more cutesy clothes, or do people cosplay? Both. Okay. But I... We had some cute ideas for cosplay, but they're not going to happen. We were going to do... She was going to do Melanie from The Birds, and I was going to do Clarice from Silence of the Lambs, but we're not really going to do that. Also, with that outfit, that's like a wool pencils. Yeah, my thing would also be very bulky <sighs> and like August lesbian chic. LA. It's hot. It's, it's Long Beach. Well, but it's also super fucking hot. Long Beach is technically it's LA, LA County. It's LA County. Yeah, you're right. Okay. There is. There's a fly in here. Yes, you can say that. It buzzed right next to me, though, and I got scared because I was like, is that a fly? It's a fl- something else? What else would it be? I don't know. Sometimes. What are you scared of? A bee? A bee? I've had bees in my house before, and I don't know how they get in. Well, I'm a bee whisperer, and I pick them up with my hands. So, yeah. Selena's making a horrified face at oh me right God, now. Oh, my God. You and Chris... Okay, you and Chris would get along so well. Chris one time came to pick me up from work, and he mm-hmm. walks up to me, and he goes, I need sugar. And I was like, is that code name for He's something? He's going to give it to a bee. Like, yeah. No, but he, like, straight face was just, yeah. I need sugar. And I was like... Okay, go to the coffee bar. Like, I don't uh-huh. know. He's all, there's a bee on my windshield and I need to save him. I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's me as fuck. Go, go, go save your bee. And he did. He saved him. 
That's nice. I appreciate that. They fall into my pool it's really when I'm sad. swimming around, and I just scoop them up mm-hmm. and I hold them in my hand. That's how I got bit, and I've been terrified ever since. The only time, the only time I've been stung, I pick them up literally when I'm swimming. I pick up like five or six while I'm in there. The only time I've ever been stung was by one that I didn't even notice that was floating by, and I was like, "Bro, I didn't even fucking see you." He's mad because you didn't try to say. I guess I was like. Dude, I what? He said, it, "I heard about you, it but felt, you didn't try to save me." It felt like a major betrayal, and I, I really didn't. A appreciate major it. betrayal? Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Well, anyway, it's been fun, and this podcast <laughs> is over, and it's really sad. But <laughs> I hate puns. So How can you hate a pun? I hate puns. How can you hate a pun? It's the cheapest form of comedy. But it works. No, it doesn't. Every time. It's not funny at all. It's like a good dad joke. Dad jokes. Dad jokes are also cheap dad comedy. Joke. Okay, if a dad tells you a dad joke and you don't laugh, there is something wrong with you. My dad tells dad jokes and I just blink my eyes. Oh at my him. god, that is awful. Dad jokes are the best. I'm just like, how dare you? My dad tells. My dad does dad jokes, and it's funny because his comedy level isn't there, but you just have to kind of, like, do it. My dad, okay, so sometimes he'll make dad jokes, but most of the time it's actually something really fucked up. Like, so fucked up. Like, it's 100% where I get my sense of humor from. And, yeah. So sometimes it's dad jokes, and and it's like, no, like, I I know you're better than this. Don't do that Don't stoop to the dad joke level. Yeah, like, come on. I know you're better. You know you're better. Step it up. I like a good pun. No. No puns. My sister loves puns. You can hang out with Kayla and you guys can make puns at each other or whatever. The next time she comes in for her hair, I will have all the puns. Yeah, make a pun. (laughs) Have a pun ready. Maybe (laughs) then she'll open up to you a little more. I'll have all the puns. Speak to her in only puns. (laughs) That may be difficult. That's, a, that's like a two like, three hours. Be like, hi, I'm so glad your hair. And then just like wait for her to respond. And if she doesn't, then like hit her with another pun. Just the whole time. Keep it going. It, you're not allowed to speak unless it's I'm a pun. I'm going to have to like catalog a bunch of puns. Yeah, do it. So this is anyone, the kind of shit that I would actually do as a social experiment. Actually, if anyone has really good puns, feel free to post them on all of our social No, what is wrong? You absolutely do not do that. Please do it because Heather will hate it. Do it and, and send it hilarious. privately to Selena because she loves friend requests. She loves having friends. She loves social media interaction. So please send it to Selena alone. Okay, Heather and I are so different. She was like, oh my god, I think I have like 2,000 and like 100 friends mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I was like, I have 117. And I was like, oh. If I could, I would have like four. <laughs> <laughs> I want nobody in my life. I you, want no friends. You have a business. You literally can't. I know. It's funny. Facebook, I want nobody. Instagram, oh, yeah, follow me. You're the, when we set up this whole thing, I was like, okay, you have to take Instagram because I have no idea how Instagram works at all because I'm old. Um, she says that, and then if someone writes us on Instagram... Yeah, I can answer a message. You do it right away. Like, because she's I'm really good at it. You're on it. But then try to explain to me how an Instagram story works, and I'm like, so I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, one day I was watching a movie, and I'm looking at my phone, and it's just... It's going off. And I'm mm-hmm. like... Was it... And I was me? It was you. I was responding. It was, was on our, our Instagram, I was responding like, to who, people. Who the, who the, who's talking? 
<laughs> and Chris is like, why does your phone keep going off? And I was like, who else would it be? It's Heather. Yeah. I'm all, I'm supposed to be in charge of this. And she's Do you want her- to answer all these questions? No, go for it. I didn't think so. Go for it. Because if you want to, absolutely. But I laughed because I'm like, you were on it. Yeah. Because I do it all the time. I know. You were I'm used it, to it. Do you know how many messages I get a day? Yeah, whatever. Thousands. It's so popular. See, and I want to talk to nobody, which is so weird because that's not, like, my sign at all. My sign is What's very, your sign, Selena? My sign is that I'm a Libra. Mm-hmm. If anybody tells you otherwise, they are high. Do not listen so to them. So, if you, if you were to add you on CoStar, what would it CoStar's say? CoStar is wrong. CoStar is wrong. Hmm. CoStar is wrong. I see. Selena's a Scorpio and she won't admit it. I won't because my entire life has been She's a lie then. denial. I have been a Libra up until about four months ago. That's not how that works. Yes, it does in my eyes. You can't, like, I've been a Libra my whole life until four months ago. That it doesn't make any sense. It was until four months ago where I actually had my birth chart read, thanks to CoStar. Mm-hmm. And it came back as Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And I was really confused. And I even put in my information twice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, okay. I kind of understand that because when I found out I was a Gemini rising, I was like, but no. Like that, I I can't stand Gemini. That doesn't, how can, no. I like put in my yeah, information but, 40 times. And it's because you're like custom, cups, cusps, <laughs> cusps, 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 don't exist. That's don't right. exist. Mm-hmm. So I've always been. Okay, so my birthday is October 22nd, so I'm a Libra, mm-hmm. by all means. Mm-hmm. I'm a Libra. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. So I don't believe in cusps, but I do believe that you can have some traits of... Mm-hmm. Like, you can't make a decision to save your fucking life. <laughs> like, the other day, my mom was like... Because we were shopping for um, Spike Seltzers, and my mom was like, well, do you want to text Lena and ask her which no. one she wants? And I'm like, absolutely fucking Don't not. Don't even give me the option. Absolutely the fuck Because even if you not. did, I would just say, whatever. Right. I'm like, she's going to tell me to pick whatever, and, and I'm going to just pick whatever. Like, you want a decision made? I'm your girl. I, I will make a decision right this now. This is where I actually very much appreciate someone telling me what to do. Right. Like, you can ask my boyfriend he knows better than to ask me what I want for dinner because I wouldn't fucking ask you it's not gonna nothing's gonna get accomplished and then what does happen is that he'll pick something and then he'll tell me what it is and I'll be like I don't want that and then he's like well <laughs> that sounds like hell you're on your own honestly so just tell me I, this is what we're doing this I have we're going. so many Libras in my life like we're pretty much any, like, I may have 2,000 whatever friends on Facebook, but my inner circle is very small, but they're all Libras. Because we're good people. That's true. My best friend's you, a Libra. You mean well, but some of y'all are a mess. <laughs> I really wasn't thinking of you this time. Me. But. <laughs> I'm a mess. Okay. I mean, I'm a mess too, but. Jesus. Can't tell you how much I cried this weekend. Some of you guys. I bawled my eyes out at Toy Story. Okay, well that makes perfect fucking sense to me. I won't even see it. I'm not seeing it. You can't make me see it. I'm pretty sure Chris kept looking at me and was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a kids movie." They're set, dude. In Toy Story three, when they're like all holding hands, like we're all gonna fucking die now, and they just accept their death. That's a kids movie. Yeah. Right. So. 
No. Like, no. Anyhow. I feel like it's about... I like how we were like, oh, let's just throw a little... Let's have a little chit-chat. Anyway, 45 minutes later. It's not. It's only 12 minutes in. It's not that big of a deal. As you were telling me the other day, I'm listening to this podcast. Okay. And they're 15 minutes in. No, no, no. And they... 30. Oh. 30 minutes in, and that's when I shut it off. So I don't even know how long they kept going. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. It's bad. So then I I texted you immediately, and I was like, we should let ourselves off the hook a little bit. About... Talking about nothing in the beginning of a I think podcast. It's fun to talk about nothing. I think it's amazing, especially considering we're gonna get into some. Yeah, it's it's all fun and games until you're talking about a haunted fucking hotel. Oh, you know what we should have? She should be here. She belongs here right now. We'll get into it later. I'll explain it later. It's the countess. I know. Oh, okay. She's so cute. Right. I paid I a just, ridiculous amount of money for that. Did you? Yeah. Was it a limited edition? Um, when I was, when I, okay, so I collect Funko Pop toys. I have, in my room, I have tons. I only have ones that are very near and dear to my heart. I, when I was, when I first started collecting, they hadn't released that many of them. Because mm-hmm. I used to work at a comic book store. Okay, now we're going to go into a tangent because... Sorry. No, 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 I have something to say about this. Okay. Well, anyway, I used to work at a comic book store, and they would pay me mm-hmm. in comics and stuff that they sold at the store because that's how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much was working there out of the kindness of my heart, and they could only pay me so much because it was a very small store, and I was like, actually, just was a mom and pop. pay me in comics and toys because that's what I, I no, want. No, I totally I understand. I want comics and toys. So... I was getting just any pop toys that came out because they were pretty much only like Avengers and yeah. now there's a pop toy for fucking anything. There like is. my right toe has a pop toy coming out. They all have them. So in those days anything that came out I was buying. Mm-hmm. So in so that exploded very quickly. So now I'm very very picky, but the ones that I collected in the beginning, I have so many. I have every so, Black Widow ever. I only have the Friends collection, the first set, because I, I have didn't s- even know Friends had one. But I'm they not now surprised. have a second set, mm-hmm. which I've dropped many hints to a certain somebody in my life. But gee, I wonder who that could be. They haven't popped up yet. Haha, <laughs> pop. <laughs> Fucking kill myself. <laughs> um, and then I have all of the Little Mermaid ones that they have, and then um, Sailor Jupiter. There's a pink and white Harley Quinn. That I would cut a bitch for. Was it the Hot Topic exclusive I one? think so. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Also Mulder and Scully. I don't have them. <laughs> They're... Okay, so I didn't know... Yeah, I know. It's stupid. No, I just saw a meme of them. Yeah, about the Area 51 thing? Yeah, I'm... Let's not talk about it because... We've already talked about it too much. I know. I'm sorry. I, you know I'm leading my own, like... <laughs> it just made me laugh because I immediately thought of you. Fuck yeah. Because it was, like, both of them. They're like, hey, guys, we're yeah. just hanging out over here. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we're totally not storming Area 51. That's <laughs> fake. It's not fake. We're totally going. I love it. When is it supposed to happen? No idea. Don't okay. worry about it. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to get back on track. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to do this? Do, so. Are we feeling good now? I think we're feeling good. I think we got anyway, out. Anyway, all that shit 
came up because I I'm ha I have a pop toy here. I put her on our table right here because she belongs here. But we'll circle back to that she's later. A very, yeah. She's very... She, she, she's an integral she's, part of she's our She's involved podcast. in the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Hold on, really quick. Yeah. We should probably do a recap before we get Go into ahead. this. So, basically... Okay, but if you didn't listen to part one, Stop you now need to go, go back and listen to part one because none of this is going to make any sense to you. None of it. So, get the fuck out of here. So, quick, we, quick, yeah, quick recap. Mm -hmm. This case is about Elisa Lair. Mm -hmm. She was a Canadian, Canadian, mm -hmm. Canadian. Oh, and I'm just how drinking, much have you drank? And I'm just drinking water right now. That's the sad part. Fake. Let me smell it. <laughs> Straight vodka. <laughs> it's vodka on the rocks. I would I would have so much fucking respect for you if that was full of oh. vodka on the rocks. I'd be like, I've never loved you more in my so life. So gross. I can't even. Ugh. Anyways, let's do a quick recap. Okay, go again. This case is about Elisa Lam. She was a Canadian student who came down to take a trip down the West Coast and unfortunately, she passed away. We know what happened with her body. She ended up in a water tank. We don't know why. Why. And how. And how. And all the craziness around the case. I feel like that was a poor summary. It's it's perfectly fine because if they didn't listen to part one, they don't have any business listening to this at That's all. That's true. So, yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. High points are she died and she ended up in a water tank. She died and, and, and we have a lot that? of questions. Mm -hmm. So let's go back in time a little bit and get to the history of the Cecil Hotel. Shall we? Let's go. It's, it's fucking spooky. Mm. The Cecil Hotel was built in 1924 by hotelier William Banks Hanner, with business travelers and tourists in mind for its ideal demographic. Hanner had high hopes for his $1 million investment, an unheard of amount for the time, and chose a beau art style for its form, a 19th century Parisian design. The hotel had a marble lobby and decadent stained glass windows. It was lavish and extravagant. The kind of place you'd expect to see Greta Garbo or Clara Bow promenading about in endless strands of pearls. Unfortunately, within five years of the opulent hotel's debut, the stock market crashed and America was thrown straight into the Great Depression. The 1940s were luckily a time of abundance for the Cecil Hotel, it being a hot spot for glitz and glamour, but its luck started to decline and the heyday of the Cecil Hotel was over by the mid-1950s. For the nearby region known as Skid Row became more and more populated by the homeless. Eventually, the hotel itself became a regular hangout for Skid Row occupants, particularly those involved in drugs and prostitution, making it less than desirable for the tourists and business travelers that William Banks Hanner had once envisioned as his tenants Suicides and murder were all too common amongst the premises of the hotel. Multiple serial killers had called the Cecil home at some point in their lives, and a famously raven-haired beauty known all too well to us true crime enthusiasts may have sipped her very last cocktail in that bar. 
the hotel had begun to adopt a new reputation, something far more ominous than it ever had before. The Hotel Cecil had seemed to become a focal point for carnality and malice. It was the black heart of Los Angeles. In 2007, new owners took over the hotel and refurbished it to their own liking, renovating not only the decor, but changing the layout to a more tourist-friendly hostel style, as was becoming popular, particularly amongst the college-age variety. Things had really been looking up for the hotel, it finally shedding the sinister reputation it held for decades, until Elisa Lamb's mysterious death. Questions? Comments? Nothing? You're nothing? Nope. Actually, I have a little... No. Are you going to get into the raven hair beauty? I will circle back to that. Okay, and we'll talk about it then. Okay. So, there have been at least 16 unnatural deaths recorded at the Cecil Hotel since its inception. And I did a lot of research on deaths at hotels, and it's very difficult to get any clear results on that. Um, but from what I did find, 16 unnatural deaths is very That's high. That's a lot. And when I first read that, I'm like, oh, but, you know, hotels. And a lot of people, lot of people go to hotels yeah. to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. I did read that, but... They don't count accidental overdoses as unnatural deaths. No, that makes sense. So there's a lot of murder and suicide happening at this hotel. Mm -hmm. It's it's really high. Yeah. So um, I didn't record all 16 here because that's We'd a be lot. Here for 10 days. But I did. Um, I did put down the most important ones that I found. So let's go over some of these. I got these from Wikipedia. So I did not write this portion, and I'm just going to read to you what I found on Wikipedia. Okay. On November 19th, 1931, Manhattan Beach resident W.K. Norton, 46, was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules. A week prior, Norton had checked into the Cecil under the name James Willis from Chicago. Norton's death appears to be the earliest known suicide at the hotel. So, this was the first time. In late July 1934, former Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden, 53, was found dead in his room at the Cecil. He had slashed his throat with a razor. Borden left several notes, one of which cited poor health as the reason for his suicide. Oof. In March 1937, Grace E. Magro fell from a ninth-story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body. She later died at the now-demolished Georgia Street Receiving Hospital. Police were unable to determine whether Magro's death was the result of an accident or suicide. Yeah, it's brutal. In September 1944... Oh, this one's, this one's fucked up. Are you ready? Ready. Hope so. September 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell, 19, was sharing a room at the Cecil with shoe salesman Ben Levine, 38. Purcell, who had apparently been unaware that she was pregnant, went into labor. Purcell later testified that she did not want to disrupt a sleeping Levine, so she went to the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby boy. 
Thinking the baby was dead, Purcell threw him out the window where he landed on the roof of an adjacent building. Purcell was charged with murder. Three psychiatrists, then known as alienists, which is all kinds of fucked up, (laughs) testified that Purcell was mentally confused at the time of the incident. In January 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. So there's a lot to unpack there just in that alone. Well, I mean, she was on the first episode of I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. She just didn't know about it. I like how she's like, oh shit. I'm giving birth, but I don't want to. I don't want to wake up my boyfriend or whatever. Have you watched that show? No. They will deliver. They literally don't. They think they're having like stomach pains, and they'll go to the bathroom, and then plop comes a How fucking baby in a toilet. How do you not know you're pregnant? You should watch it. Ha- no. There have been girls that have given birth in a like public restroom, and they're like, "Oh, I have a baby." What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a baby. Mm-hmm. Like I no. Absolutely not. Okay. On October 12... October... Girl, it happened to me. October. Happening to you. Red leather, yellow leather. (laughs) On October 12, 1962, Pauline Otten, 27, jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Fucking Dewey. (laughs) Who's a kid, Dewey? I don't, 1962, man. I know. Okay. Dewey had left the room prior to Otten's suicide. Otten landed on a pedestrian. Oh, I kept reading yeah, about that one. Yeah, that's bad. George Giannini, 65, killing them both instantly. As there were no witnesses, police initially thought Otten and Giannini, Giannini, whatever... <laughs> committed suicide together. I'm sorry. I look, I have a lot of respect and we should be very considerate towards victims. I'm do, I'm doing my I'm so sorry. I don't mean any kind of disrespect. I'm trying. Okay. However, it was soon determined that this man had his hands in his pockets at the time of his death and he was still wearing shoes. Had he jumped, his shoes would have likely fallen off during the fall mm-hmm. or upon impact. Yeah. This one's fucking sad. That is. That guy was literally just living his life, minding his own business. Well, I'm pretty sure you don't ever think that a body's gonna fall on you. I, I know. And I can just hope, I hope that it was just super quick. It would be. It would know. be. It would be. He he probably never knew what happened. What happened at all? Yeah. He just was alive Black. one second and yeah. dead with the next. Just yeah. boom. Both of them. Boom. Well, I mean, she. Yeah. She knew. She had a lot of time beforehand. Ugh. Um, it's fucking sad. This next one's really sad too. Sorry. <laughs> um, on June fourth, nineteen. 19- this one fucks me up. Well, let's see how it goes today, cause. Just a little emotional. I know. On June 4th, 1964, a hotel worker discovered Pigeon Goldie Osgood, a retired telephone operator dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room was ransacked. Osgood was well-known around the area and had earned her nickname because she fed birds in nearby Pershing Square. Near her body was the Los Angeles... 
Los Angeles Dodgers cap she always wore and a paper sack full of birdseed. Hours after her murder, Jacques B. Ellinger, 29, was seen walking through Pershing Square, the area in which Osgood fed birds in bloodstained clothing. He was arrested and charged with Osgood's murder, but was later cleared of the crime. Osgood's murder remains unsolved. Yeah. I feel like it was probably that guy, but... What? I. I don't know. They they arrested this guy because he was hanging out. I figure she probably had a particular bench that she would sit yeah. at and, like, feed pigeons. Yeah. They found this guy, like, hanging out near that in that bench and was clothes. covered in bloody clothes. But he didn't do it. That's what they say. Okay. He was arrested for it, but they ruled him out. But then again, this is 1964. Um, it would be hard to prove or disprove whether he did it. Yeah. Whatever. Nothing we can do about it. I'm so sorry, Pigeon Goldie. Rest in peace. On June 13th, 2015, this is after Elisa Lamb. Okay. Mm -mm. Okay. The body of a 28-year-old male was found outside the hotel. Some conjectured he may have committed suicide from jumping from the hotel, though a spokesperson for the county coroner informed the Los Angeles Times that the cause of death had not been determined. So, he might have jumped, he might have not, but he probably fucking did. Yeah. So, the next portion we're going to go into is the serial killers who... This is good stuff. Yeah. It's actually... I can't say it. What? It's actually my favorite episode of that. Oh, of of American Mm -hmm. Horror Story? It's my favorite episode. We're gonna. We're definitely gonna talk about it. Okay, so Richard Ramirez, aka the Night Stalker, lived at the Cecil Hotel during the height of his killing spree <coughs> in 1985. Ramirez would go out, commit his atrocities, and then ditch his blood-soaked clothing in a dumpster behind the building. Apparently, he would then walk into the building either stark naked or in his underwear. What the fuck? I just want to know, was that normal behavior, like, of any of the tenants? Listen. Neither of which would have raised an eyebrow during this time, one of the hotel's seediest periods. Got it. The police rarely visited there, so it was an ideal home base for drug dealers and sex workers. Bodies of drug users who'd overdosed and died would oftentimes lay in the hallways for days before anyone reported it. So this place was just, nobody gave a shit. Just, ugh. Yeah. You did what you wanted. No one cared. No one reported anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, if you called the cops, you were like a narc. Yeah. Like, no one wanted to, like, give up their their spot. You know, like, this is where we can do what we want. Like, don't don't call the cops Mm -hmm. for anything. I didn't see anything. Right. Um, Ramirez was eventually caught when a surviving victim witnessed the car he had driven away in and reported it to the police. They were able to track down the car and matched fingerprints. Six years after Ramirez was arrested, another killer moved into the Cecil. 41-year-old Austrian journalist Jack Unterweger was working on a story in L.A., and the hotel suited his needs for the time being. 
Unterweger used his status as reporter to go on ride-alongs with local police, which allegedly were for the story he was working on, but in reality, he was using them as scouting missions for his crimes. Unterweger was a serial killer who preyed on sex workers. He had six unsolved murders back home in Austria, and while in L.A., he killed three more all of which were sex workers who Unterweger had sexually assaulted and then strangled to death with their own bras. In 1992, Unterweger fled to Miami but was caught and arrested. Do you have anything to say? One, mm-hmm. you say his name so well. Well, I speak German. I know. I mean, he's Austrian, same thing. Yeah. Um, and side note, I don't get why serial killers have such a fucking thing against sex workers. Well, I get that it's easy targets because they people, hate women. I know. And sex workers are easy prey, quote yeah. unquote, easy prey. No one's looking for them. Plus, they probably see them as like promiscuous, and they hate women and their sexuality. Well, and, and I just got done listening to the Joel Rifkin case, and same thing. Yeah. His, Emma was so many so sex workers. Sex workers. Sorry. Yeah. So many of yeah. them. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. It's so sad. They're considered the quote unquote less dead. Mm-hmm. Like people, especially back then, back in 1991, like they didn't really care that much. They're like, oh well, they were sex workers, and it's they, a they it's it a risky themselves. like that was yeah. job, and oh well. Yeah. It's horrible. So sad. Okay. Here we go. In 1947, it is said that Elizabeth Short, a.k.a. the Black Dahlia, was spotted just a day or two before her death, drinking at the bar inside the Cecil Hotel. Though it's been disputed, the hotel is only a couple miles away from where she was found. I read that she was often spotted at the hotels in that area, so I don't think it's truly that far-fetched to believe that she did spend some of her last moments at the Cecil. It could even be where she met her killer. Considering all of the other shady shit that occurred there, seems logical to me. I know, I kept reading that, but then there's one historian that was like, it didn't happen, she wasn't there. Why? I haven't heard any proof saying that she was or wasn't there. Like I, I, don't I forget what the historian's name was, but when I was looking up stuff, her name kept coming up, and she was like, she wasn't there. Elizabeth Short okay. wasn't there. Why not, though? How do you know that? I don't think said. we can prove or disprove it. No. So, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. It's totally plausible that she yeah. was, though, because she circulated those bars Mm -hmm. so I like to believe it I think it's spooky and cool well and I feel like there's a lot of correlating facts between that case and Elisa Lamb Mm. because I feel like it was one of those like after because they had both gone missing but their bodies popped up after because Elizabeth's short her body they didn't discover her body for, like, a week, was it? I'm not sure. It's been a long say. time since I researched that case. That was probably the case that got me into true crime I when I was in high school. Probably. Crime. I mean, when I was in high school, I walked around with a actual silk black dahlia in my hair. That's how obsessed I was. Yeah. I was pretty... I was... I mean, that's the most Scorpio thing I've ever said in my life. Well, so. and also, I'm pretty sure that's when the movie came out. The movie came out shortly after that, yeah. and I... Oh, God, 
That's a horrible movie. That's a pun. Do it. No. Okay, so... (laughs) No. I I remember seeing the movie and being like, none of this is fucking real. Like, this is so wrong. It was like the beginning of, like, my nerddom, basically. And, like, anyone who said anything about it, I'm like, ah, you know, that all that stuff was fake, right? Like, I was furious about it. I hated the movie. I was fired up as hell. I hated the movie. Yeah, it's absolute garbage. The only reason why I can kind of semi-deal with it is because it has um, Scarlett Johansson, and I love her in anything. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, it's a trash movie. It's... <sighs> Shoot it into space. Mm-hmm. Like, just get it's it the fuck movie. out of here. <sighs> okay, so... When I was trying to find stuff about the hotel being haunted, it's actually really hard to find any sort of like stories about what people have seen there or anything. The best thing I can tell you is, I hate to bring this up again, but the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode about it covers some really haunted aspects. So, did they go to it? Yes. Okay, so is it functioning right now? This was a few years ago. Oh, okay. This episode. Um, and in the episode, they don't really encounter anything haunted, but... So, on BuzzFeed Unsolved, there's, it's two guys, and Ryan is the one that's more of a believer, and he has some footage of a previous encounter he had with the hotel. He'd stayed there before, and he had some footage of some really creepy shit that happened, like some stuff moving. It's on camera. You can see it. I would never stay there. Ever. Ever. Well, we're at least gonna... We're gonna, we're gonna hang out I'll there. walk outside. You're gonna walk out? You're not even gonna go inside? What if we can know. go and have a drink at the bar? Unless we have a drink at the bar? Lady Gaga is there herself? I don't know. We'll try and see. We should go there, and we should dress up. We should wear, like, ball gowns. People will think we're ghosts. Let's do it. It'll be awesome. Let's do it. Dude, if we, like, did our hair in, like, finger waves Mm -hmm. and shit, which we can totally do because that's what you do for a living. That is true. And put on gowns and sit at the bar, people are going to shit themselves. We could do it. (laughs) We could do it. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. And we just, like, won't... Well, they'll, like, try to talk to us, and we won't even, like, acknowledge that they exist. I'm, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible no. person. I'm a horrible person. No, I love it. It'll be, like, the, um... That'll be really therapeutic for you, because if you're the ghost, like, what do you have to be afraid of? It's like we're going to, um... What's it? The Hollywood Tower Hotel. Where it, when it starts... The Tower of Terror. Yeah, the Tower of Terror. They're all, like... Cause That's you know, right. To, yeah. They're That's all glamorous. Us now. Yeah. There you go. We have a plan. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fired up. That's like the best thing I've ever done okay, in my it's life. It's super close to Chris's house. <clears throat> it's super close to his house. We're both like blonde and we could be like really pale and scare the shit out of people. Yeah. I can be pale. Yeah. I'll stop going in the sun right now. Totally. I've, I haven't been in the sun in 15 years. <laughs> it's true, sure. <laughs> Turtleneck to go. I did. And I will do it again. That is right. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Okay, so let's get into the fictional content. Some good stuff here. So, um, the 2000 movie Dark Water has some pretty eerie similarities between this case. Um, In the film, main character Dahlia 
played by Jennifer Connelly, plays a woman desperate to get away from her ex-husband, so she takes her daughter, Cece, and attempts to start a new life. In the new apartment that Dahlia and Cece share, an eerily dark-colored water begins to leak from the ceiling. Dahlia begins to see visions and have nightmares, and one such vision allows her to see footsteps on the ground, which she follows to the roof and over to the water tower. In the tank, she discovers the body of a young woman. So here we have the name Dahlia, which could be linked to the Black Dahlia, and the name Cece, which is spelled C-E-C-I, which is only one letter away from being Cecil. And of course, the girl who drowned in the water tower. Are these a bunch of coincidences or some kind of eerie premonition in the Because when did the movie come out? 2005. Yeah. Creepy. Set eight, eight, eight years. Fuck off. How about that? Don't get cocky with me. You're not that much better at math I'm not, than I am. Because so. I know a couple episodes ago, I got confused on math. I got confused on math. <laughs> Literally every second ever. Last night I asked if steak fries were made out of steak. I. Were, uh, what? Can, how do you get out much? How would I know? How would I know that? Because there's different. Why fries would you shapes? fucking call them steak fries? There's steak fries. There's shoestring fries. There's you know, a curly fry. I know what a wedge is. Yeah. Crinkle I know cut. curly fries. Crinkle, crinkle cut. Sure. Steak fries? That's misleading. Because there's there's a dish, a steak dish, steak and uh, palm frites. The waitress laughed at me. You, you know, you, there's a dish where you order steak and fries. Steak no, fries. I've never heard. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. God, people are so mean. I kept trying to place where her accent was from. She was definitely Our waitress had an accent? She was definitely from the East Coast. Oh, like mm-hmm. an American accent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm deaf, so I can't hear. Anyway, in case you didn't know, Selena and I had we had a we had a thing. We had a thing last night. We went we had dinner last night. Okay, so Ryan Murphy was inspired to create the season um, American Horror Story Hotel about well, the Cecil Hotel. Um, yeah, in his press conference, he yeah mentioned it. Um, this is my favorite form of like visual art that's ever been created. Mm-hmm. I love it more than any movie I've ever seen, mm-hmm. more than any TV show I've ever seen, which is high praise because I love fictional shit more than anything in the world. I watch American Horror Story Hotel probably every three or four months. Yeah, it's a good one. It's my favorite thing ever. So Ryan Murphy was inspired to create this season based on Elisa Lamb's elevator footage, where she appeared to be speaking to someone who isn't there. Obviously, you can see pretty easily where he got inspiration from this case when you watch it. Um, The season is filled with ghosts, serial killers, and serial killer ghosts. Mm -hmm. There is a scene in which a young woman drowns herself in a bathtub in one of the top floors, and her body is discovered only when tenants in the floors below drink from the faucets and complain of its dark color and putrid taste. There is also a serial killer summit aspect. Hotel creator James Patrick March built the hotel in the late 20s. The Cecil was also erected at that time. 
James Patrick March is an amalgam of both Cecil creator William Banks Hanner and H.H. Holmes, the serial killer who created a murder castle to torture and kill his victims. As far as we know, though, William Banks Hanner was not a serial killer, but you never know. On the show, James Patrick March hosts parties for other deceased murderers, such as Richard Ramirez, who really did stay at the Cecil, and other heavy hitters such as Jeffrey Dahmer, Eileen Wuornos, John Wayne Gacy, etc. Those of which, though, we have no reason to believe really did pass through the Cecil during their lifetime, but since this is fiction, creative liberties are fair game. That's a good episode, too. That's their Halloween episode. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because on Halloween... Devil's Night. Mm-hmm. It's the night before Halloween. Oh, it's the night before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Oh my god, it's so good. It's a good one. The, I I know the actor from other stuff who played Jeffrey Dahmer. He's amazing. And but then the guy that they got to play John Wayne Gacy was perfect. Mm-hmm. He's a good one. Perfect. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. During Hotel, isn't there also an episode where there's someone who throws their baby out the window? Um, no. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought there was. Someone gets pushed out of a window. Oh, that's what it was. What's her name? Sally. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Hypodermic Sally gets pushed out the window. Mm, That's what I'm getting confused. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go home and watch that again. Oh my god, I'm so going to watch it. So we've been referencing my pop tour. I have the Countess here. I have the Pop Countess, which I paid like $40 for, even though she's unboxed. It I prefer me. I'm. I prefer to buy them unboxed because then if I take them out of the box, it's, not, it's not my fault. Yeah, she's already out of the box, and I love her. Yes. Anyway, um, also, so even though H. H. Holmes didn't really have anything to do with any of this, I really want to make a book recommendation. There's a book called Devil in the White City by Eric Larson, if you're interested in learning more about H.H. Holmes and his murder castle. It's creepy. Yeah, it's fucking scary. But it's it's, this book is so well written, so if that's something that sounds like, you know, you want to learn more about, like, I definitely recommend that book. It's really good. Because he thought was just creepy. He's, like, considered the first serial killer, which is, like, definitely not true. No, but not that's at all. what they call him. So... We now have to get into the scariest fucking portion of this case. You good? You okay? I just, it made noise. Okay. I don't want it picking up on camera. You have to stay in that seat. I know. Promise? Yeah. Okay. No, Chris already started scaring me yesterday. Sunday. Okay. Well, we have to, I don't want to do this either. Like, this is fucking horrifying. This was what I read. It's still early enough that I can distract my day. Okay. Good for you. (laughs) I'm never going to sleep again. Not that I had high hopes to begin with, but... (sighs) Okay, so this was what I first read when I first found out about this case, and I was like... Gutted. So fucked up. Oh, my God. Okay. So, the elevator game is a quote-unquote game. Yeah. Chris was telling me about it. It's, I literally made him stop. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd stopped. It comes from either Japan or Korea. Different sources make different claims. It's a game in the same way that saying Bloody Mary three times in the dark in front of the mirror will summon her. Its purpose is to use an elevator to transport you to another dimension. 
In my research, I found other horrifying games that are similar, such as the Dead Poets game. Oh yeah, this is a rabbit hole. The Dead Poets game, which invites a presence to join you at the table for a for a glass of wine in the darkness. Don't Google no. that. Or One Man Hide and Seek, which involves creating your own haunted doll. In my research, I read about many, many games like this, and they are all terrifying. It's possible even that she wasn't necessarily playing the elevator game, but was playing one of these haunted-ass games. Mm -hmm. But this is the aspect of the case they first heard about, and it chilled me to the bone. Now, I'm going to read you the instructions of the game, as written by Ranker.com, but I'm highly advising you, this is your official PSA here, do not attempt to play it. Okay? Everybody promise? All right. First, the prospective player must choose a building with at least 10 accessible floors and locate an elevator that can be used without anyone else trying to get on at the same time. The player will then enter the elevator from the first floor, but absolutely must be completely alone. Once in the elevator, the player must visit each of the following floors in exactly this order, pressing the next button just after arriving at each. Four, two, six, two, ten, five, one. Upon pressing the button to once again return to the first floor, if the elevator begins to move up instead of down, then the ritual has been successful and the next floor the player arrives at will be the portal to another dimension. However, if the elevator obeys and begins descending to the first floor, the player must exit the elevator and the building as quickly as possible and not, for any reason, look back. When playing the elevator game, there is a good chance a woman will try to enter the elevator when the doors open at the fifth floor. If this happens, the player should not look at, speak with, or otherwise acknowledge the woman. People who reportedly spoke with or glanced at the woman said she quickly became hostile, with one player taunted so aggressively she attacked the unknown woman. Another player began dreaming about the woman, with her getting progressively closer to him in the dream each night. Only one player has claimed the woman assisted them in remembering how to get home, though allegedly she now continues to haunt them to this day. If the ritual carries out properly, the tenth floor should have a cast of darkness and a faint red glow will enter nearby windows. Some players report the red glow comes from a cross-like structure in the distance, which they can never get close enough to see clearly, while others say there is no cross, only the glow. However, nearly all players describe how they are completely alone in this other dimension, with the woman from the fifth floor, if she entered the elevator, refusing to explore with them. Some also report it is incredibly dark and the air is suffocating. Players who choose to exit the elevator at the 10th floor believe walking in a straight line makes it easier to return to the correct elevator door to go home. But some sources say this isn't the case. Many people brave enough to exit the elevator have reported how the closer they walked back toward the elevators, the further away they seemed to get. 
while others claim the air becomes unbearably thick, causing them to become disoriented and have trouble discerning similar elevator doors. Allegedly, if a player faints while playing the game, they will find themselves waking up back in their home, except it's not the same home they left. One player thought she made it home before passing out, but then realized she woke up in the other world. Another passed out after leaving the building and woke up in his home. Unfortunately, at this time, there are no resources revealing what to do if this happens, so it is likely the player will remain trapped. If everything goes smoothly and the elevator travels to the 10th floor instead of the first after the last button, then the player has successfully made it to another dimension. Here, if the, the player may choose to either exit the elevator and venture out into this new dimension or remain inside and immediately return to the first floor, the real world. Choosing to remain in the elevator only requires re-pushing the button for the first floor until the elevator finally responds, then exiting at the ground level as soon as the doors open. But if the player chooses to leave the elevator and explore this unknown dimension, then they must remember how to get back to the exact elevator to leave. The player will then press the buttons in the same order originally used to reach this other dimension. After pushing the first floor button for a final time, the elevator will attempt to return to the 10th floor, so the player has to repeatedly pr press any button lower than 10 to return home. After the doors finally open on the first floor, the player must be especially cautious that they reach the correct world. If a player decides to explore the 10th floor, they must stay mindful of how far and which direction they venture. If they attempt to return to their world by accidentally using the wrong elevator, they may think they're home while still being in another dimension. Things may seem familiar or normal, but players would slowly start to notice small things that hint something isn't right. For instance, foods may smell wrong, like popcorn giving off a meaty odor, or things may appear inexplicably strange. Sounds may become confusing, like a bird chirping weirdly. These things all suggest a player might not have returned home after all. One player, who chose to remain, remain anonymous, accidentally looked right at the woman when she got on the elevator at the fifth floor. After the woman goaded the player into attacking her, the elevator eventually released the player on the first floor. But after returning home and going to sleep, the player began having recurring dreams of being back in the elevator. She had a dream each night of being in the other world. Able to use the elevator the first night, but only the arduous stairs every night afterward. She fears being trapped there, but there is no way to know what happened to her. Another believed they had made it home, but woke up in the 10th floor hallway the next morning. One player claimed the woman who entered the elevator on the 5th floor followed him home and banged on his windows at night, laughing at him. Another dreamed they were back in the dimension every night and noticed the woman watching them while they were out during the day. Many have felt a presence behind them, following them, long after finishing the game. Another player thought the ritual had failed until bloody footsteps showed something had followed him out of the elevator. A player reportedly saw the woman get on the elevator with him at the fifth floor, but he accidentally looked at her before stumbling out of the elevator at the tenth floor. When searching for the purported red cross in the distance, he saw numerous crosses, all with people being crucified and burned on them. When the elevator returned to take him home, it was full of burned corpses. Another player saw only the woman's feet and dress, but after arriving at the 10th floor, he saw body parts covering the Red Cross. 
Several players have reported hearing strange sounds, having visions, and experiencing extreme paranoia after completing the game. Others simply can't stop shaking. One player believed the woman had followed him home, so he posted on Reddit pleading for help, revealing he had purchased a gun. Others live in a state of paranoia, afraid they haven't really made it back home. One person saw the face of a woman everywhere she went and whenever she slept. Why? Why? Why would you do it? Why would I don't you do fucking it? know. I know Chris started talking about it and I was like, please stop. <laughs> That's my biggest fear. Like, not fear, I guess fear. The thought of there being like parallel universes and stuff, like, I don't know why that it brings me so much anxiety. It is. <clears throat> so I could never, I could never do something like that. No. No. Don't. Why? What the? I, I, mm. But I have questions. So, like, who starts it? Who even thinks of that? Like, who thinks I of don't that know. order? Like, <sighs> I mean, you know, I'm. I'm a major believer, totally. But I'm also a skeptic. I'm like equal parts. So on one hand, I'm like, holy fuck, don't do that. <laughs> don't fuck around with this shit. But then there's my skeptic side, and I read a lot of people's... I was on Reddit, and I read everybody's story. Some of them are so well-written that I'm like, you're a writer. Mm-hmm. You made this up, mm -hmm. and that's what you do. Like, bravo, but, like, don't fuck with people like yeah. that. And then, you know, there's some people that want attention, and so they write whatever. It's, I'm very, I'm very split yeah. on this. It's like, was she playing an elevator game? Kind of look like it a little bit. Yeah. Pressing all those buttons and getting in and out. Yeah. And like, like she saw someone. Yeah. <sighs> Freaky. Was she trying to hide from someone? Was she trying to hide from the woman? Maybe. Was she talking? Did she look at her? Did she look at the woman and they retaliated? Is that what happened to Elisa Lamb? Did she look at the creepy woman that you're not supposed to acknowledge and that's why she died? Yeah. But then again, why... It would happen to more people. People are stupid and they do this shit all the time. Yeah. I wonder if more people started doing it after this case. 100%. I don't like it. 100%. I don't like it at all. Do you, uh, have theories? On what happened to her? Yeah. To be honest... I know I can say for certain it was not. She did not accidentally drown. Mm. First, there's no way. To be honest, I don't think I know. Like, I, I can't even begin to, like, piece together stuff. Because it's so... It's just bizarre. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, I have two conflicting things going on. Um, so, Elisa Lamb was diagnosed bipolar, but she was very young. She was only 21. And that's usually when someone who is bipolar, their symptoms start to show up. And 
when you're just bipolar, you're not having hallucinations. You go manic and you go depressed. But there's something called schizoaffective disorder, which she may have had and they misdiagnosed her because she had just started to show symptoms. I mean, I don't know her history. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But schizoaffective disorder is basically a mix of bipolar and schizophrenia. And with that diagnosis, you can see hallucinations and you can hear voices and you can have delusions. And it's possible that she was... She was off her meds, which we know. She hadn't taken them for like a few days or something. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and even if she had, maybe her drugs were doing nothing because she had a different disorder than they, which is totally common. Well, and then sometimes too, it's not having the right cocktail that works Mm -hmm. for you. It takes forever. Yeah, it does. It does. To find the right doses. Totally. Even sometimes it's a brand thing. Like, mm-hmm. certain ones don't work for certain people. That, or you're on a too low of a yeah. dose, or on too high of a dose. Something. It takes forever yeah, totally. to get your right dosing. 100%. So, there's one aspect. Maybe she just was having a psychotic yeah. break because she was misdiagnosed and wasn't being treated properly. And did have some kind of delusion where she was like... I have to hide from someone who's chasing me and I have to get into this water tank. Mm -hmm. It's the only place I'll be safe. Which, yeah, maybe. So, maybe. I had, I think think it was on Reddit where I had started reading that she had got in there, like you said, she's having an episode. And she then snapped out of it kind of thing. And she was trying to get out. And couldn't. But couldn't get out. And that's why she became naked because in her mind, she thought it was weighing her down. Right. So then she tried taking her clothes off to see if it would help, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. So. Could be. Who knows? Or what if this hotel does have some kind of evil entity that's, that's talking people into killing themselves and murdering people and shit like that? Or she saw some kind of ghost I'll be very curious to keep track to see when it gets reopened again or whatever the situation is to see what keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or even maybe there's a death related to it and they're not saying anything. Maybe. Like what if, like, right now they're building it? They're and, hiding something. Yeah. Someone knows something and they're hiding it. Or what if, yeah, while they're rebuilding it, what if, like, a construction worker has died but they're keeping a tight lip on it because they don't want to potentially ruin future tenants or something. Mm-hmm. What if there's something going on right now? Maybe. I'll be curious to kind of keep a close eye to see what happens. Absolutely. It's sad because I feel like her parents are not taking... I wouldn't take that as a reason. I wouldn't. I would not feel safe knowing that that was... Oh, well, I guess that was it. She just drowned. I I can't imagine not having that peace of mind, at least knowing who did that to your daughter. Maybe they find any kind of scandal. Like, they don't want any of this, like, attention on their family. They're just, like, they want it to go away, and they want it to be quiet. And it's like, you're, you know, they find it humiliating in some way. So It's sad, though. Yeah, it's very sad. She's so young. Like, yeah. 
21 is... No matter what wow. happened to her, it's fucked up. But it's just so bizarre because there was no signs of trauma. And what... I, know, I don't... We don't know how hard they really looked, though. But what... How small is the hatch door? I don't know. Because this is where I get, like, confused because if it was so hard to get her out, I can't imagine it was easy to get in. Right. I've heard some reports say that, like, there's no way she got in there. Like, someone had to have shoved her. But then, wouldn't there be, like, marks? That's true. So, and then why, during the press conference, they were saying that there might be some sort of foul play to it, and then that didn't really come up with anything. So, are they hiding something? Someone's hiding something. they have a lead, but then they're trying to cover it up? Someone is hiding something. I know that for a fact. Because there's footage missing. There is. So. The footage itself is just that there's so many questions with that that there has to be some kind of shadiness going on. Totally. Because, yeah. It's weird. There's a whole minute missing. super weird. That's a lot. And then, but why was it sped up in some places? I don't But also, it doesn't look like it. Like, when you look at the video, it doesn't look like it. Right. So that means she was moving almost inhumanly slow. Because it really doesn't. Like, if you look at the video, you would just be like, oh, it's just four minutes straight. And it's not until you start reading that stuff that people... Reddit's crazy. There are so many internet sleuths out there that, like... Yeah, but then again, I was on, like, there's, Reddit can be super helpful and it can also be fucking nuts Mm -hmm. because I I saw a post from someone who was like, I have, I've solved the case myself and I have the answer in an envelope in my nightstand and like, because the parents told me not to tell anyone, I haven't. And I'm like, you're insane. Yeah. You're a nutcase. Why why do that? (laughs) So Reddit is like, enter at your own risk. Take everything with a grain of salt. It's just... It's a sad case. It is very sad. And I'm very sad for her. And I hope that someday we have answers. I hope. Mm-hmm. I just... I feel for her parents not knowing what happened. And then you have to feel for her being such a young right. adult and your life's taken from you. Because I'm sorry. There's no way she did it herself. There's no way. I think I lean that way. Yeah. It's a sad one. Mm-hmm. But we would love to hear from you guys what you think. Absolutely. Your theories are. Please let us know. Feel free to let any of us know on our socials. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get really interactive with you guys and tell us. What yeah, you we think. um we chose this case on our own, but someone actually asked us to Mm -hmm. cover this case so we really appreciated that Mm -hmm. so if you have a case you want us to cover please let us know also we will discuss this case with you like 100 percent. if you have come across something that we missed please tell us yeah we can't we we can't cover it all yeah so please like but also we're generally interested where we would love to know more Totally. We want to know every single thing that we can. Yeah, like if you did end up researching and you found out what book she was looking at, yes. like, let us know. If you found out what her 
first roommates were complaining about what weird behavior she had. Let us know. Yeah. Literally anything. Anything you got, give it. Hand it over. Anyway, obsession? You have one? I can think of one real quick. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Hold on, I can come up with something. Okay. Should I do like a Paul Hole? What's his name? Holmes? Holes. Paul Holes? Yeah. Were you going to say like, something that you that's hate that's fucked up? Yeah. Go ahead. My mom loves that about him. She thinks it's so cute. God, I'm trying to think. Something that's like current. I mean, it doesn't have to be current. I mean, it's just something that you're obsessed with right now. What am or something I that makes with? you happy. Or something that's... Something that doesn't fucking blow. How about that? All right. I have my current obsession. Yeah. So, I had mentioned a couple podcasts ago that I was going to... Palm Springs. You forgot Palm Springs? Well, no. In my head, I was like, I should have said episodes. But I said podcasts oh. ago. No, that's wrong. Say episodes. That's why I paused in my head because I was mentally fixing myself. So I had mentioned a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I was going to Palm Springs, Mm -hmm. and I did, and it was a fabulous job. And we went to many, many, many tiki bars, and I have found my current obsession of drinks. It is called a painkiller. It's nothing new. Been around forever. Does it have Vicodin in it? No. Oh, fuck. Um, I believe they were mm, created in St. Thomas. What is St. Thomas? So I want to say it's one of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh. Maybe not. I could totally be wrong. But I don't even know where the Virgin Islands are. I don't know. Or steak fries made of steak. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how we discussed if it's not California, I don't know where you are. Yeah. Isaac, like, called us out for that. It's fine. Chris like, laughed at me. I was like, sorry, we don't We know. were actually listening to one of the episodes on the way home from Palm Springs, and he was like, did you did you really just say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. He was like, really? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking said it. I don't know where What you going to do about it? I don't know where anything is. Does it matter? No. <laughs> so yeah, my current obsession is painkillers, because they're delicious. And if you have a tiki bar somewhere around you, I encourage you to go get one. Are they at every tiki bar? Yeah, it's like a standard tiki drink. Like that, a zombie, um, Mai Tais. They're like Ooh, standard, like top, like trip. <laughs> They're standard tropical drinks. A Mai Tai is a fabulous hangover cure. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, for some reason, people aren't a fan of Hair of the Dog like I am. But mm. even... <sighs> Have, even the if you do The older you get, I think the harder that cure is. No. Oh, I remember when I was young, I was like, yeah. No. It's the only go. thing that makes me feel better. I'm a witness to this. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you fucking are. Um, but a Mai Tai, even if you didn't have rum the night before a Mai Tai, have one the next day, you'll feel so much better. Oh, I wonder if it's the sugar. Probably. Because they're sugary. My sister works at Islands, and I remember when I was younger... I felt like sh- they have they have a good mai tai there. Um, I felt like shit if I was hungover, and I would go there and have a mai tai and feel completely better. Oh, yeah, interesting. Totally. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to 
put that to the test. Okay, go ahead. I don't drink anymore, but... What? Heavy. The fuck are you talking... You literally just used your weekly obsession to talk about alcohol. Yeah, but I don't drink heavy anymore. As of yesterday? No, like... No, like, really. But a painkiller sounds pretty heavy to me. No, I'll have, like, two drinks, but that's it. Mm. Why do you think I started drinking water right now? I literally have no idea. Yeah, I can't. Oh, well, I guess this podcast is canceled. (laughs) Fucking sucks. Yeah, I can't tell you the last time I legitimately had a hangover. Well, good for you. I I just, you know why? It's not worth it to me anymore. Wait, you turn 30 and then you have a hangover from, like, sniffing alcohol. Wait. I told you I was, like, lit off of two mimosas this morning. You didn't tell me that. I did. No. Oh, yeah. I had two mimosas at the class, at, like, the start of class. I like how you go to class and you have mimosas. Yeah. No wonder you want to go. It was at my friend's salon. This one is at my friend's salon today. Oh, I thought it was at yours. Mm -mm. It was at my friend's salon. Mm. It was with um, this barber. Mm. She's so pretty. I can't say that because Chris will be like, she's so pretty. Okay. Well, because he just, he'd be like, is that why you went? Did you go because of her? What, he's, like, calling you out for being gay or what? No, he's just... <laughs> no. What am I... What are you, what are you talking he's about here? He's super jealous. He's jealous of a pretty woman? No, he'll just be like, that's why you went. He's just... I don't get it. I love him, but he's weird. I don't get it. None of this can be in. Chris would Well, we're way over time. We're Good. at 119. We have to cut so much shit. You haven't even gone through your stuff. No. Go, go to your current obsession. Well, we talked about Lady Gaga's release of yeah. her makeup. Yeah. just came out today. Yes, it did. And I haven't decided which collection The pre-order I came yet. out. The pre-order came out, which yeah. comes with, like, a super cute little clutch. It does. It comes with lip liner, lip gloss, a and transformation something that they call it. Eyeshadow thingy. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, I ordered the red one that has like a gold <laughs> shimmer stick. Which is probably the one that I'm going to get Yeah. To. I was actually really debating that or like they have a pinky like nudish color. Yeah. But I always just stick with red. Red. Yeah. Totally. Because so. there's the one that has the silver eyeshadow mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I would love that silver eyeshadow. And then I was like when are you going to fucking wear that? And I'm never like, going to wear never. lip gloss but I bought it anyways. I don't wear lip gloss either but we are Gaga stands. Big big it. time. I'm trying to see her in Vegas if someone wants to sponsor me because that's I mean, a same. lot of money. Yeah. Have you looked up tickets? Yes. I was tickets. planning on going in November, but something took precedence, but we're not going to talk about what that is. Don't you dare say a word. Kill you. Oh, now I know. Yeah. Anyway, at some point. Definitely gonna see Gaga. Well, she added more tour dates. Oh. Yeah. But I will totally go with you if you want to go. I want to go. I just don't want to pay it up. I don't either, but... I want to win them. Gaga, though. I know. <laughs> I just can't. They're like $300. After November, I will be available. It's sad because they're like $300 for like nosebleeds. I know. So stupid. Anyway, I guess we're done. Right? Yes. Do so... Mm-hmm. We need to do our tagline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm going to butcher every time. Do you want to try? Nope. Okay. So that's it for us this week. Um, we will see you next Thursday. 
And in the meantime, if you miss us, remember, we're always with you in spirit. And we love you to death.